When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on our latest episode, not only do we talk the box office, some big Marvel changes in both television and movies, plus Josh and I have our horror picks for video games, movies, and television. So go ahead and check that out today, right there for you, wherever you get your podcast. But also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. You know we're going to be talking some fantasy football later this week. So go ahead and join Chris. Hopefully the guys right here for the Lakers Fast Break can join us. We'll be talking a lot of good things when it comes to fantasy football right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Plus also as well, our good friends at Lakerholics.com. You know Laker Tom is excited even though he's going to lose the bet officially on Tuesday. Go ahead and pay up, my friend. Pay up by taking your lovely wife, Mrs. Laker Tom, out to a dinner on you, my friend. Go ahead and make sure you do that today. Absolutely. Right there for you. At, of course, Lakerholics.com, along with our good friend, Jamie Sweet. Jamie Sweet, go ahead and make sure you check out his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also as well, Joe Soro. Joe Soro, you know, he's been talking everything that's going on with, of course, the Lakers and everything else there as Ox1947 at Lakerholics.com. Plus, he has a great company that you need to check out today. If you're in Southern California and you need a new lawn, go ahead and get it transformed like no one else at Simblade. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers and Five. You know, they've got their own great coverage of the Lakers and the NBA. Plus, our good friend, John McCallion, who's lost over 70 pounds. And he's still on the road to go ahead and lose 60 more. So go ahead and check out his inspirational videos and his great talk right there for you at the John McCallion channel. And speaking of subscribing, go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right there. Click on that little beady eye Joe. He's looking at you. He wants you to click. On, he's tempting you to click right there. Push, push, push. Click to get all the notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, welcome 
to one of the big shows that we do every single year. It is our season and Lakers preview 2023-24. It's our official big deal for the upcoming season. We're going to have so much fun for the next two hours talking about the Lakers, talking about extensions, talking about Eastern and Western Conference, plus also, of course, do we think the Lakers are going to win it all this year? We'll go ahead and talk about all that and share our thoughts, plus also as well, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, of course, the Lakers fast break. Truly grateful that you are a part of everything that we do. We need a big crowd. We need a big crowd. So tell all your friends, all your Lakers fans, all your NBA aficionados out there, go ahead and bring them on down to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And here today, to start off everything that's going on, to update you on all the extensions before we get into the nitty-gritty of all the predictions that we have. And as Joe says, flaming hot right there, but... I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to give us an update on all the extensions. And I'm sure Joe Soro wants to interject to see if each one is a good deal or not. So I'll leave you guys to it as well while I share this out to the 60, 60 different Lakers groups that are out there on Facebook. It is good, man. Indeed, you got to go ahead and check him out today whenever he's here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, and magic man, uh, great to have you here. Uh, thanks so much again for everybody in the chat joining us. We'll make sure we get you in as well. If you like as well what we do, always great to go ahead and support us with a super chat to make sure your voice gets heard immediately by us or as soon as possible, of course. But it is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, I've got you and Mr. Joe Soro from SimbladeSimbladesWithTheWide.com here He's munching on some flaming Hots. He's getting amped up. He's getting ready. He's got the string cheese. He's really ready to rock and roll on this NBA season. We're excited. We're pumped up. I cannot believe I can go anymore. But while I go ahead and share our great video out to 60, over 60 different Facebook groups in the Laker Consortium, I want to hear your update, my friend, on who is signing today because today is the last day to sign extensions, rookie extensions, and a certain other extensions as well, including a big one that got hit up just a little while ago, the biggest one of all that you could probably do. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, we've talked about uh, this previously. This is like the Cinderella extension season to see who gets uh, to wear the glass slipper. A few big moves and then a few surprising moves, obviously. The one that was the biggest was dropped at the at at the most kind of inexplicable yet kind of seemingly to do timing i mean it was i never really got the sense that milwaukee was ever really going to let Giannis walk they were always going to try and get something for him and obviously that would mean an extension always thought he'd sign there didn't think uh he'd ever ask out i mean the the comments he he's made previously um about intimated and were very nuanced but you if, if you read between the lines he was basically at telling them to make a big move um so they accommodated what he asked for he signs a three-year 186 million dollar extension on top of the already two years he has left on the deal it's essentially five years uh he'll be remaining a buck if he wants it this is also a, a message sender as well that you know, amongst the 
I wouldn't call them small market anymore because, to be honest, they're more of a mid-market team now. But these small market, mid-market teams are now going to double down, triple down on the superstar uh, they invested in. And, you know, I honestly, Gerald, I know there's there's still going to be a lot of chatter and uh, scuttlebutt about, you know, if it doesn't work out in uh, two or three years, he'll probably uh, ask out. And that that may in fact, be what transpires. That being said, I think he also wants to carve his own path, Gerald. And I think he sees Kobe Bryant as um, a mentor. And Kobe spent his 20-year career with the Lakers. I think Giannis wants to have a similar Kobe-Tim Duncan career where he starts and finishes uh, I don't know about that. His comments, it's rare. It's rare. Year, his comments earlier this year indicate that if Milwaukee's not building a winner after this Damian Lillard phase is over, I don't know, my friend. We could, we could be hearing. Oh, you're right, Gerald. Five years is a couple uh, of cycles. You're right. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm gone. I think I'm gone, Milwaukee. So, yeah. We'll Touche, to be fair. We'll see. But Gerald's got a point there. Yeah, there's has to be a secondary cycle where they surround him with uh, superior talent. Absolutely. So, who else, my friend? A lot of rookie extensions today. Uh, I know we want to get into the nitty-gritty on the wars, of course, where we feel the Eastern Western Conference is standing. Right. But- Right. So again, got, a flurry of, of signings flurry. today of a lot of rotation players uh, anting up, I think, on deals that they probably couldn't have got if they don't have great seasons on the back end this summer. Yeah. And probably the, 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 guy, at the guy at the top of that list, Gerald, will be Josh Green with the, the Mavs, three years, 41 million. You don't think McDaniels is better? No, no. About what you're saying about having a great. Oh, okay. Coming off if, if, McDaniels, if McDaniels, if McDaniels doesn't have a good year, one of the best perim- We've talked about him before. He's, I, I've, I've said it. I think he's going okay. to be uh, all defensive player okay. this year, and he may, he may be in competition with guys like Anthony Davis and Walker Kessler and Victor Wembayama for the okay. um, defense player of the year award. So yeah, five years, one thirty-two drilled. That's very rich, even for a team like Minnesota. Because now you have uh, Ant, McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, the Minnesota Timberwolves have four players making over $100 million on their roster. That is a lot of uh, investment. I think it's kind of jumbled, Gerald. I think you'd agree as well. It, it, It doesn't seem like there's a fit there. It's like a Jenga puzzle piece that I think eventually is going to come down. I think it looks better. Person, yeah, it does. I'll, I'll it does. That. Optics. I'll yeah. my, my predictions, but go okay. ahead, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of smaller signings, Gerald, but uh, Aaron Nesmith for the Pacers signs a three-year, $33 million deal. I'm trying to remember as well. There was one more. Oh, there, there was quite a few. I mean, it, oh, I'll, we, I'll, we I'll, covered I'll, a couple I'll, of the big ones. Yeah. Okongwu got a big deal yes. with the Hawks for years, $62 million. Yep, he also cashed in. I think for a lot of these guys, it's safety. It is safety because they're unsure about where they stand moving forward in their respective rotations. Uh, So in some of these cases, which they're below market value, you know, with some of these smaller signings, I think it's a good deal for the actual team involved. Like for instance, the Lakers, uh, when it comes to Vanderbilt, you know, that's going to end up being below 
mid-level money by the time that deal ends ends up so it'll probably be easy to trade if it doesn't pan out but if it does pan out it'll be a good value for the lakers absolutely absolutely you hope that you're getting good value there towards the middle of it mm-hmm. uh but overall i i think it'll be a good deal gerald i agree who else who else signed anybody else any other names that, that we need to go ahead and talk about signing for today my friend nothing too big uh, I was really surprised that uh, the Spurs gave Zach Collins so much money, uh, yes. two years, $34 million, uh, given his injury history. But, I mean, had an outstanding season from beyond the arc last year, but that was a, a little surprising. The two big surprising moves, Gerald, were Sadiq Bey and Manu quickly not being extended. Um, I don't think that's a surprise on Sadiq Bey because he's no longer a starter uh, in Atlanta. So I don't think he, he's, you know... He's quiet. He's quietly, if the if the pace he's on, Gerald, he's quietly going to probably become one of the best role players in the NBA within the really? next two to three years. Um, he's one of only five players to make 153s in uh, his first three seasons, Gerald. Okay. Uh, he joins Damian Lillard, Spida, Ant, and I believe it was um, Luca. So, uh, how come he keeps on losing his spot in the rotation? It, it, though? To to be to be determined, right? There's oh, there's mm-hmm. questions about his defensive uh, competency or incompetency. There you go. To more point, um, but yeah, that that's true. So maybe this is this is a prove it year for him. But I think he's going to get a long look in restricted free agency. And Gerald. Emmanuel, York, quickly though, I will tell the you, New York this, Knicks going to New York Nick. I mean, yeah. this but was, they they think with Divincenzo, that's going to take a lot, you know, a lot of the minutes away from quickly, who is a sixth man of the year candidate every single year. I was really high on him coming out of the draft. I said this on the show, uh, you know, the year he came out, uh, and he hit big, uh, a lot bigger than what a lot of draft uh, aficionados anticipated. But I think he has a, he's thinking of himself in bigger terms than what the Knicks are thinking. I don't think they're even close because they think of each other in different terms. He thinks of himself as a starter and as a, as a big time player. And they think of him as a guy that's probably best suited for coming off the bench. He's a gunner off the bench. Then that's all, that's all he is pretty much. His initial isn't it? Well, hold on, Gerald. His initials fit his game. Uh, He's, he's smarter than that. Uh, The perception is that he's just a gunner. Uh, but he is a very uh, adept and clever secondary playmaker when he wants to be and has to be. Um, okay. To be fair, Gerald, again, I agree with you. I think we'll get more into it in the, in the season preview. But uh, I think, you know, betting on the Villanova triplets to uh, capture that uh, genie in a bottle again, uh, I don't I don't see it happening. But other than that, there, there there wasn't any moves to be to be talked about, Gerald. I mean, Montrose Harrell being released by the Sixers, that's that's a name, but it's 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 not really of note. Montrez has has really regressed since his uh his year with the Lakers. And he tore his ACL. And he also tore his ACL. So that's surprising uh, that they didn't keep him just to get the injury exception. The exception, yeah. I'm I'm surprised at that as well. Um the Suns needed to uh, cut down the roster. The Wizards needed to cut down the roster. The Rockets did as well. A number of these teams just waved a, 
a lot of uh, end of the bench players, Gerald. Nobody that would uh, pique any Lakers fans' interest or be of significance to us as a fifteenth man. Okay, fair enough. Although basically is still out there. I know there's someone you originally liked. But yes, yeah. yes. We'll see if that happens indeed. But there you have it. Update from Magic Man. Truly appreciate you taking the time to go ahead and talk about that. It is, of course, what we're going to be seeing here. If you've thought anything about any of these guys that have been released or some of the great uh, or signings, the rookie exception deals, of course, Giannis Tentacumpo signing, please let us know here in the chat room, the description below, or at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell a phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. <laughs> something like that you can find that version already if you really want to that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts but it is the lakers fast break it is our nba and lakers season preview it is the time now to get into the 2023-24 season and here today to kick us off, good man indeed. He's been very patient, eating those flaming hot Cheetos, the string cheese, all the good stuff, the breakfast of champion, a nutritious deal. He's, at least he gets his calcium. You got to admit he gets his calcium. Good man indeed. He is the man behind Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com, and of course, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow, and Joe, the season is now upon us. It is the eve of the NBA season tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Please join us. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. I know you've already seen the ad that we've thrown out there. I know you've already seen the short that you've thrown out there. Go ahead and check it out. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break for every single game. Join us there this season, plus also here for the post games. But Joe... You seem more ready. This time last year, you had big plans for the Lakers, but it was still kind of unsure because of what the team was going in with Russell Westbrook and all that situation. I find it different now coming off a season where they came so close to getting to the, back to the NBA Finals. Your thoughts, my friend, on this season, how it's going to shape out before we get into the nitty-gritty on Eastern and Western Conference and where the Lakers truly will stand. Yeah, I wasn't very optimistic in the title run last year. This year is different. This year, the slate is clean. The players are seem to be focused and ready. LeBron and AD look good, which in the end, that's in a lot of ways, that's really all you really, really, really need at the at the prime area. If LeBron and AD are on point, everything else is going to fall in line. I was anticipating this opening night the as soon as the seconds 
went zero in game four against Denver. I find it ir- I find it ironic that it's continued to Denver. <laughs> um, or it continued with Denver, I should say. It's just nice. It's nice to go into the season because I think the last couple seasons soured our enthusiasm. At least it did for me. As the, I. The enthusiasm was constant from, from the moment the season ended through the draft, through free agency, through the dead time of August and September, and now we're in October to finally get this thing going here in, in, in less than 24 hours. And if the Lakers end up winning tomorrow night, I think that enthusiasm will will increase even more. And that's kind of the excitement of being in a position, let's say 27 hours from now and seeing a one and O start and the wheels turning on. Cause again, we live in a, in a society where we do judge one NBA game as if it's like an NFL game, we will start to hear things like the Lakers are for real. There's still 81 more to go guys, but I'd rather start one and zero than zero and one, and then of course, the first month of the season is going to be pretty extensive, uh, challenging, and the Lakers, at their freshest, should take advantage of this, with their depth, with their youth, as well as their veterans, and let's get to a good start so that when February March hit, you're solidifying your position, kind of like how Denver did last year. They kind of scaled back a little bit. And then, of course, once the playoffs started, they were ready to dominate the entire way, which they did. And that's what I'm hoping for for the Lakers. I'll tell you what, it's going to be something very interesting to see. Uh, Before we get into our own predictions and then where we think both the East and West will go, something kind of made me mad as far as predictions, as far as the, uh, you know, there's some predictions for the Lakers for first, for third, for fifth, seventh. I've seen, you know, I've seen them all over the place. And then you have Andrew Bogut, Magic Man. You have Andrew Bogut, former Golden State Warrior, world champion. Got to give him his kudos. Former number one draft pick, et cetera, et cetera. He shattered his leg. And you know the story about, you know, how he finished his The career. reason, the reason why the, the Lakers, I'm sorry, the reason why the, um, the Warriors lost that finals was him getting injured, by the way. Agreed. And I agree. Well, he went on uh, his podcast recently and predicted the Lakers for a 10th place finish in the Western Conference. That's right. 10th place with a team that actually on paper looks better than the one that got to the Western Conference finals last year. Your thoughts, my friend, when you hear Andrew Bogut is picking the Lakers for 10th place in the Western Conference. Why Ten. the hell did he explain why? I have to look on his Twitter because that's where I saw the I didn't know Andrew Bogut existed in the media world. Why would why why would this come out of nowhere? Cuz he, he, he has his own show. Did he, he just come out? Show. Did he just come out just conveniently and take a dump on the Lakers just cuz he doesn't like the Lakers? He's he's talked, he's he's talked smack about Kobe before. He was talking the Eastern and Western predictions. He had the lineup like one to fifteen, like we a- did. Andrew like Bogut. Days. Andrew Bogut is one of those guys. That... Bo- Bogut and Scalabrini are like uh, like um, stealth trolls. They you don't they don't come off as trolls, but that's 
what it is. It's a disguise to really troll. So I, I, it sounds like trolling to me, Gerald. I, I listened to what he said. You know, his... his I'm going to um, put the link in the description here yeah. in our chat here in a sec. Yeah. Go ahead. Again, Go ahead. It's, his, his reasoning was very specious. Again, like, I understand if you're going to talk about the injuries, you're going to talk about LeBron aging. And there, of course, there are different permutations of negativity, especially when it comes to the Lakers. But, I mean, if you're looking at it logically, they made sound moves in the offseason. They seem to be, uh, at the very least, a respectable mid-tier uh, Western Conference team. And, again, like you said, shout-out to the dude. He played hard. Uh, it, he, he's had two of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen on the basketball court. Uh, I thought his elbow was going to uh, come out of his socket. Uh, in Milwaukee when that first happened, but again, just just drivel, just drivel, Gerald. I, I, that's what I feel about it, it's, and it's specious drivel because it's it's doesn't make any sense. It's non sequitur. It does not follow. I'm just telling you, it's just right there on on the link that I provided. Uh, unfortunately, his let's go rogue or rogue bogues or whatever his his episodes are on his his show rogue bogues or whatever he has it right listed right there on twitter so you have to go ahead and joe you know before we really get into the nitty-gritty i mean picking the lakers 10th like you said it seems sort of almost like still like there's some they're itching it's like we reluctantly have to give the boston celtics their due when they have a team that looks like they're going to be doing well this season so i know it does not give any of us pleasure to go ahead and put them rank them high on, on our eastern conferences so we got to go ahead and do that but seeing uh andrew bogut do this it seems almost sort of like vindictive the way he picked the lakers 10th knowing what we all know about the lakers roster i've already heard this before there were people choosing the they were saying the lakers when they got anthony davis who were gonna make the playoffs these guys are buffoons and that's a word i don't use other than on this show because i there's another word that I'd like to use that I can't use. They're 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 schleppers. They're just schleppers. Uh, uh, they're, they're, there's no backing to what they're saying. Absolutely no backing. You want to say that they're going to be tenth last year? I'll buy that. This year, how are they going to be ten? Are you are you are you a psychic? You're going to guess that Anthony Davis is going to be out for forty games, or LeBron is going to be out for thirty games? Where does the basis of your analysis come from? Your ass? Is your analysis from your ass? Because just admit it. And Bogut's always been a free speaker. I'll, I'll, I guess you can give him credit for being real, but that does, just because you're real doesn't mean you'll, you're not stupid either. There's plenty of people out there that tell you what they feel, right? Tell you, they tell it how it is. However, there's a difference between someone telling you how it is with facts and common sense versus someone who just blurts out garbage. This is supposed to be a former professional NBA player. You're running a show now. Where's your, your expertise coming from? Your ass? If it's coming from your ass, say it. Your hate for the Lakers? Say it. Be like Simmons. Mr. Celtic Simmons, he's made it very clear he hates the Lakers and he wishes them to die. 
So when he says a prediction that's not good, it makes sense coming from him. But if you're going to be a guy that's going to yap about something that sounds stupid based off the current information, then someone needs to call him out and say, you're, you're, you're a buffoon. Where'd you get this information from? Why are you predicting 10? What, where does that come from? From what? How are they going to play? How are they going to drop the 10 with this kind of talent and with two superstars? That's, that's my question to that. I agree. Uh, you know, it just, it just seems like it's very petty, Sean, very petty by him and anybody else. I, Again, there's been picks out there that have the Lakers anywhere from the second to their third tier. You know, they have them like in the middle of the pack. They have them like in the back end of the seven, eight slot. I've heard that. He, Go ahead. He John. picked Dallas seventh. That should just end his show. You're Every, done. Everybody we've talked to and discussed with, and and it was including the We Talk Mavs guys, have said, we don't really know about the Mavs. Well, guess what? We don't I really know, know about, about the Mavs. We're the Mavs from last year going to be the Mavs from this. Year, I know this about year. the Mavs, and even with <laughs> even with Kyrie and Luca playing, they're still going to struggle. They have no one else. They have a backcourt. That's it. Now what? Who's going to play defense? Luca? Is Luca? Have you? Any, has anyone seen Luca this summer? Or just like Terrence, Terrence Mann, Joe, Dwight Powell, he's going to have that season out of nowhere. Good, good, good. Good, <laughs> good positive thoughts. I want to know, that is Luca focused on being great? He's got great skill. But will he focus on being great, or is he going to still eat hamburgers and fries or barbecue since he's in Texas? What? What is it that he's going to do that's going to prove that – He's ready to be great. The great we talk about, not the media that just throws out that word great. I want to know, is he going to whine, continue to whine while he's drinking wine every time he doesn't get a call his way? You're going to pick that versus a in-shape LeBron James, an in-shape AD who's been swatting things left and right for the last six games in the preseason? How the hell do you come up with that assessment? What dumbass comes up with that kind of prediction based off the information if he's actually watched anything? He's probably I was I saw it 20 seconds of his body language. He was doing one of these things. What's he doing? Taking a dub? Making these predictions? Because the predictions is exactly that. Ready? 2945. Your prediction is nine forty-five. <laughs> I will say though that it's going to be something very interesting to see how this plays out. But yeah, unless there's major injuries to both LeBron and AD, and that's something John McCallion said in the chat there, Magic Man. Over under when it comes to Anthony Davis, fifty-two games. Over under. I'm going to say over if he's going to be all the things that Joe says he's going to be at top candidate for the MVP. Right there, top candidate for defensive player of the year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He has to play at least 65 games. So I'm going to go ahead on the over on that as well. Yeah, I'd go with the over as well. And uh, if he does play over 65 games, you know, Joe, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if he does play over 65 games, I think he wins uh, both the rebounding title and the blocking title. 
I think he would have uh, played in the requisite number of games to get both. And because um, that, that, that block party race this year, that's going to be a fun one as well. There's about five guys you can, you can point to who might win it. And he's one of them. So I agree. I would go above 65 this year. Okay. I agree with you on that. So here we go as far as the, the season is concerned. Joe, any major concerns on the roster heading into the season for the Lakers? Let's get into the Lakers first and foremost. No concerns other than probably Vando. I don't know what's going on with him health-wise. As far as the guys that didn't show up during the preseason, whether they play well or not is irrelevant. I'm more focused on the first eight to nine players. And Vando was part of that crew. Gabe Vincent, I think they probably held him back just to play it safe. So, you know, I'm, I'm more worried about Vando because I think he's more mentally fragile than Gabe Vincent. If, if Vando doesn't play well, it, it, it'll, it'll distract him for the whole game. So I ask you, though, when it comes to Vando, the rumors are is that he may get his spot back when he's all his heel basically is ready to go for for a game. Uh, he's not going to be playing in the first game of the season. Torian Prince is going to start. I think it's Torian Prince's to lose. If Torian Prince plays well, I think they're going to go ahead and keep him in that starting lineup. Yeah, of course. That's he, he hasn't proven that he's not exactly what they need. A guy who can shoot, the guy who can play good team defense. What else? What else do you want? Uh, you heard the first time you heard that Torian Prince was in the starting lineup. You're like, really? What's going on? And then you start seeing him rain threes, and now you're like, yeah, that's exactly what that player needs. Because now that's going to open up the lane for LeBron. It's going to allow D'Lo to be open more. It's going to allow Austin to, to, to hit shots more. So imagine this. Imagine this lineup. Are you listening, Bogut? Are you listening, McKillian? The difference between anger and heat, there's a difference. Well, I'm going to teach you something. If D'Angelo and Austin keep hitting at the clip they're hitting at, and then you got Prince, what do you think is going to happen with LeBron and AD? You're effed. You're effed. There's nothing you can do to stop those guys. Now what? You're going to guard... You're going to guard AD with two guys. You're going to guard two guys with LeBron. Okay. Now you're giving Austin, D'Lo, and Torian Prince open threes at, that they're hitting at a 40 to 50% clip, you know, according to preseason. So let's just, let's say 40%. Let's say they all, all three hit 40%. Now what? What's your argument going to be? You're going to give LeBron three 40% three-point shooters as his perimeter players? LeBron? You might as well call it, you might as well just give up. And then you got AD on top of that that you got to worry about who's in the best shape of his life. No, no bueno, guys. No bueno. This isn't Homer stuff. If you go back 365 days, you saw us, you saw what we we're talking about. We were pissing off a lot of people in our own crew about our negativity, right? Our negativity, reality is not ne negativity, guys. Reality is not negativity. Reality is not fantasy. Reality of someone assuming you are something when you're not is not reality. That's fantasy. We're in reality. What we've seen already, what LeBron and AD are, and what his 
role players have done so far is a reality of what we've seen. If they continue this, they are going to win a lot of basketball games. So that's it. And if somebody gets injured, yeah, we're screwed. Just like every other team. Doesn't change anything else. I agree. Uh, Again, I have issues, though, Joe, uh, as far as in the backcourt. Uh, I'm not exactly 100% like firm, you know, with the backcourt rotation behind D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves and Sean, uh, could you alleviate some of that, you know, maybe some of that, uh, angst I have over it as far as what right now uh, we have. Although again, when it comes to later this season, I still think the Lakers with the contracts that they have that are very desirable. Once those contracts come up for trade value possibilities, I still think the Lakers do, can, and will make a move that will solidify their status going forward in the Western Conference. But right now, kind of still looks iffy behind D'Angelo and also as well, of course, Austin Reeves. Absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think we're we're in agreement, Gerald, once again, um, not unsurprisingly. I think, you know, all goes well, you know, probably don't need another big impact player. However, like you said, Gerald, uh, it's likely that somehow the situation is a situation, as they say, and the Lakers are going to have to, uh, at some point in time, uh, reach out and try and acquire an impact player. And I think you're right. Uh, the contracts and the, the situations, uh, both evolving and uh, expanding, uh, there's obviously going to be time for uh, Rob to evaluate what 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 he thinks needs to be tinkered with or adjusted, along with Darvin Ham. Plus, again, it was nice to see for a second consecutive year at least Polinka is in concert with kind of the the style of play Ham wants to go with. Uh, that being said, Gerald, we know that uh, you know it it always doesn't break right. You know, you need pretty much every kind of luck there is. On top of that, you need at least one or two, possibly three players on your roster who play above their heads. Um, On top of that, you also, obviously, it takes uh, a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of mental fortitude to get through the grind. So I'm with you. I, I think... The first 20 games are a good test. And obviously, Joe has been ad nauseum through what seems like the most never-ending offseason we've ever had about the first 10 games being critical and of significance because of the competition that uh, falls in there. So, I, you know, I think it's critical that the Lakers don't get off to that shaky start, Joe. We don't need another too intense starter like i think my hand will start shaking when we start doing <laughs> like post game shows just well hold on hold on i got a good story for you guys i uh actually turned back to about a year ago i'm looking for footage uh, i'm just letting everybody know i'm looking for some footage for some special stuff that we're doing and i'm looking back at some of the footage from last year and just to see it back from that time on there just to see us it looked like it was we looked like we were at a at someone's funeral. <laughs> that and the Boston game where LeBron got fouled. 
we were just absolutely pissed off to be there. We did not want to be on doing that show. We were all mad. You were all mad. Everybody was mad. But when we were two and ten, Joe, you, I, it looked. We were just depressed. We were just... <laughs> Joe, Joe never commented that he didn't want to do the show on the show, but he commented several times on playback. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to do the show. Lakers lost again today. Two and ten. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that that but, was grim. That was yes. grim. That was, was really, if you get a chance, anyone take a look back, especially on YouTube. It's just pretty for comic easy relief. Yeah, yes. just for comic relief. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Or either that or how mad we look at the Boston game uh, earlier this year. Go ahead and check that out for a whole bunch of laughs on there. But it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrow, Magic Mansion on Grice to meet Gerald Glass. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate the big shout out from Darren. Absolutely one of our best fans out there, best supporters, guy who's also a supporter of ours on, of course, Spotify, who's a Spotify, uh, also a follower there. So truly paid for, cannot thank you enough. Going ahead and dropping the super chat out there. Truly cannot thank you enough for going ahead and doing that. He's asking to hear our thoughts on the eight Western Conference teams you guys feel will make the playoffs this year and where you may differ and why. Thanks. So, Joe... Since you didn't write out a big list, since you said it was too much trouble for you, at least you can go ahead and give uh, for what Darren is asking for in the Western Conference, the eight teams you think will make the playoffs and why, my friend. We'll start off with you. You could oh, do eight. Man. I know you can do eight. You did eight uh, last year. You were really good I last year. I could do year. eight, and that would have been more relevant than the entire – conference I, I don't care who's going to be 14th place in the conferences but in terms of uh the eight that are going to make the playoffs after the play-in i'm looking at the lakers thunder grizzlies um nuggets phoenix <sighs> warriors and timberwolves am i sitting at seven or eight on that one I think you're sitting at seven, if I'm not okay, mistaken. Seven, and then, yeah. Okay, and then I'll put in uh, I'll put in Sacramento there just for posterity. So why? How did you come to that arrangement? Because it sounded like you put a lot of extra thought and time into it. Uh, I, I, why did I pick those teams? Yes, in the spot where they're at. I, I don't know if I put them in the spot. I just named eight that would make the playoffs. I didn't put them in spots. Although okay. the Kings, I could see hitting it at the eight. Well, ideally, 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 when you make a list like that, right? It's mm -hmm. like one to eight. So who would you slot one to eight in that scenario? I don't know who's going to be one to eight. That's something I just can't. My brain can't comp compute. I guess if I want to play it safe, you go Denver one, Phoenix two, Lakers Cause, three. Because you know you left out the Grizzlies, right? Well, okay, fair enough. I. I'm not hearing good things out of Memphis. Especially even with the Steven Adams injury. Yeah, the Steven Adams thing started is mm -hmm. not good. And I'm not I, I don't know. I'm Brandon I mean, Clark. I mean Marcus Marcus Smart might be able to stabilize that thing. I, I gotta see it though. But I'm worried about Memphis. Okay. I'm worried about something imploding over there. Got I don't it. think what's going on with John Morant is being actually I think it's worse than what we think it is. So I think, so I think, the, I think I think he's having a mental breakdown. Hmm. Okay, so of the, of the eleven teams that have like playoff playoff rosters, 
Joe doesn't think the 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 Pelicans, the Mavs, and the Grizzlies are going to be able to qualify. So those were his top eight teams. So hey guys, that's just the way it's going to be. Of those eleven teams, there's going to be three left out. That's just the way it is. Okay. All right. So if that's the case, Joe, you know, who do you have? getting farther in the playoffs as far as the playoff matchups are concerned who do you who do you see coming out of the playoff mix if that's the case he's thinking about it everyone i'm gonna say the thunder meet the thunder are gonna meet um denver in the second round and the lakers will play phoenix in the second round and then it'll be a rematch of the lakers and denver okay with who coming out on top? Healthy Laker team. I, I, I can I can see the Lakers taking out Denver in six or seven. Okay. All right. Let's get into the uh, finals. And we'll get into your finals picks then. Who do you see coming out of the East? It, you know, is it somebody else outside of the Milwaukee? I think it's Milwaukee. Boston? I think okay. Milwaukee out of the East. I want Boston if the Lakers go just because I think it would – be fitting to, to get 18 against each other, but I just think Milwaukee is going to be strong. They'd have to they'd have to collapse health wise for them not to. Okay, but you're, you, you, Giannis is given every indication, especially today, that he, he he can see that this thing's about to go the way he wants it to go. Okay, and it's going to be difficult to to have so much attention on him now. You can't leave Damian Lillard alone, guys. This is a really good team, a really good team. And Dame Lillard is the perfect player to play with Giannis. He does everything Giannis has a weakness at, which is ball handling and getting and, and, and shooting. I mean, he okay. just solved, he just solved both their problems. And free throw shooting. He could get to the line and he makes his free throws. I mean, most people are not going to be able to do 90% like, like Lillard, but yeah, you're, that's a, that's another good point. He, he doesn't miss free throws. That's that's deadly in the playoffs. Sixty three is seventy five. That's a lot better than you know sixty eight. Seventy. It's, it plays a huge part. That's it's something that's not discussed enough. It plays a huge part. Okay, that's. I'm just asking. So it looks like you have uh, again. Well, you the, asked. Yes, and that's what I, you delivered. You delivered. And I threw a, I threw a monkey wrench in there so that everybody can be like, what, what. Uh, you and you, you did predict uh, the Denver Nuggets over. No uh, one thinks Memphis is not going to make the playoffs to the Miami Heat. So I pulled an Andrew Bogan for the Memphis people. How about that? You like but that? You, you did prevent. You did predict last year. You did predict Denver, Denver and Miami. You did. You did a great job on that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Let's go over to Magic Man now. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, and Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. A couple quick notes before I get into Magic Man. Please join us tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. 
Pacific right there at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. I guess some people didn't know the playback link. So I'll say it again. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. You go ahead, you join us, you watch the game along with us, you hear all of the commentary. I don't ask these guys to go ahead and, you know, turn tune back on the curse words or anything. They're free-flowing, as free-flowing can be. Go ahead and check out all their great commentary. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's involved. It's really a great time. So go ahead and check it out today. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break and sign up so you can join us for the first game tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. against the Denver Nuggets. I also want to say at that time is our first draft of the season for Lakers Fast Break Fantasy Basketball. So it is our Lakers Fast Break Fantasy Basketball League. The draft starts at 4.30. I didn't plan it. Yahoo did. 4.30 tomorrow on Tuesday. So we will go ahead live on playback.tv. Since Magic Man and I are in the league, we will go ahead and go ahead and tell you our results of the draft. Go ahead. There's still two spots left as I'm talking right now. So if you want to join us, the link I put in a memo. It's right here on the page for the actual uh, joining of the Lakers Fast Break Fantasy Basketball League. We just need two people left, two two people to go ahead and join us this season for a great season of fantasy basketball. So go ahead and join us, the Lakers Fast Basketball League. Again, I put a post on our YouTube Japan channel page right there for you. So you can go ahead and check it out. But Magic Man, want to go ahead into your picks for the Eastern Western Conference, your MVP and your finals predictions. Joe, who do you have as your MVP this season? Before we go ahead and over to Magic. Great question. Jeez. Go ahead, my friend. I know you're now you're just doing it for dramatic. What are they going purposes. to give the MVP to is the question. Okay. It's not going to be because of earning it. Who's going to whine enough to get the MVP this year? Oh, my God. Yeah. Anybody next to a reporter? Well, maybe not James Harden. I, I, I really don't know. I don't I think really Daryl Morey will be pushing him this year. I don't. I really don't know. Okay. I wanted to give you uh, the first dibs on that. Uh, and uh, I will say, though, that Magic Man has had his choices out in full. Uh, I will read them off as I sit here. Going to go ahead with the Western Conference. You have the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, Golden State, the Lakers in fourth, Sacramento Kings in fifth, the Memphis Grizzlies in sixth, the, Memphis, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in seventh, New Orleans Pelicans in eighth, the Thunder in ninth, the Clippers are going to clip, and they're going to be in tenth, the Dallas Mavericks in eleventh, Utah, Houston, San Antonio, and the Portland Trailblazers. So, my friend, looking at your picks of the Western Conference, how did it come to be that you go ahead and measure that out? Obviously, the Lakers in fourth in your mind, but how did you plan out and map out the Western Conference? Yeah, well, my reverse bogey is this. Okay. <laughs> because he had us 10th and uh, the Clippers were third. So my reverse bogey uh, <laughs> predictions are this. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it's just like some teams are built for the regular season drill, and it seems like Sacramento and Golden State are. I, I just bumped Sacramento down a little bit because I think they're going to have an injury uh, problem or three this year rather than none from last year. I think you know they're going to lose a few games just based off uh, just based off of injuries and and um, wear and tear. Uh, Golden State, another team built for the regular season. I think they can, they can win a lot of games just uh, just shooting uh, shooting teams off the uh, off the floor. Uh, so they're up there. Obviously, Phoenix and and Denver should be uh, formidable as well. Uh, I think depth will eventually work its way uh, for both of them. Uh, although it seems like Phoenix has a better handle on where their depth might be rather than the Nuggets right now, Gerald, because as we've talked about, um, we're going to see it's really a jumbled mix with their rotational players after number six. After Christian Brown, it gets really murky uh, for the Nuggets depth, but I still think they're, 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 they have the championship medal and they're going to be able to stay in first. Uh, I think Memphis uh, survives both of these problems. Look, they – they were in second when Adams went down with his original knee injury earlier this mm-hmm. year, and they stayed in second all the way through. So I, 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 although Adams is going to be very important for them in the playoffs, as we talked about, Joe, that's where they're going to miss him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think they have the requisite depth um, to survive Jaws' uh, absence because of the twenty-five game suspension. I think they'll maintain a top six seed. Uh, as for the the third tier, look, I just I think the the Thunder are going to surprise people, Gerald. But I'm not I'm not ready to just put them into uh, a mid tier yet. I mean, we saw how t- talented that uh, original Thunder construction was with Presty, as they won 50 games and finished in the eighth seed, Gerald. Remember that they won yep. 50 games and finished in the eighth seed. So I think they're they're along the similar um, similar. Um, uh, trajectory? Yeah, trajectory. They're on their stocks on the up. I just think it's gonna. It's another gear. And Minnesota and New Orleans and the Clippers. I put in there, Gerald, because they're in my who in the hell knows box. And when I just started thinking secondarily and tertiary about what could the different things that could happen this year, I still came to the conclusion that those three are who the hell knows. And I, I think all three of them. We'll have a chance at the uh, at least the plan, so that's where I, I slotted them. Okay, so Joe, before I get to Magic Man's Eastern Conference picks, uh, any thoughts uh, about how Magic Man sees the Western Conference, my friend? Do you have any bones to pick with him on some of the thoughts on the Western Conference? Yeah, terrible picks. Okay, how so? Just because, or did you want to elaborate more? Yeah. Just because theory, huh? Okay. <laughs> Just because it's you, Magic Man. No research, it. nothing. Yeah, no research into it. Absolutely. Let's see, let's see if that'll work. <laughs> this figures for you. Uh, he's calling you. The he's oh, thinking. I'll, I'll give you the double bird, Joe. Oh, uh, uh, he's calling you number eleven. There you go. Absolutely. So I will say this though. You know, I think they're really solid picks. Again, putting the Lakers fourth is understandable if there's any kind of injuries as far as to worry about. But the Lakers should have enough depth to overcome a great bit of that. 
I will say that the surprising pick of yours that I think stands out the most, I think for me is uh, still having the Sacramento Kings a little bit higher up on the food chain. I think having them in fifth and then Golden State in third. I think you're you putting the Golden State Warriors above uh, the Los Angeles Lakers after how the Los Angeles Lakers destroyed them in the playoffs. I don't think they got much better, but then again, I could disagree with you on that slightly on that. I think they got old, older, slower. I tell you what, unless they play Kaminga Moody and they really pop like they have in the preseason, that could be a difference maker, but we'll see what happens there. And I will say older, small, older, slower, and smaller uh, usually is not a good combination in the league, but we'll see what happens, my friend. We'll see what happens. You still have faith. that You're not unlike a lot of other prognosticators out there who still have very much faith in the old Golden State crew to do it one more time. One more time, indeed. But I will say for you, your Eastern Conference picks uh, are very interesting. Uh, so I want to go ahead and run that over real quickly. Eastern Conference, you have Boston Celtics at number one, Milwaukee Bucks at number two, the Cavs at number three, the Heat at number four, the Knicks at number f- the Sixers, the troubled Sixers at number six, Atlanta at number seven, Brooklyn at number eight, Indiana at nine, the Chicago Bulls, Chicago at number 10, Toronto, where you're from, where you're based right now, at number 11, and the Orlando Magic at number 12. That uh, only 12, but not 15. So who do you have rounding out the rest of the Eastern Conference, my friend? Oh, I didn't put those in there? Oh, okay. Nope, um, it stopped at 12, my friend. So I know weird. that's not really playoff teams, but... It's yeah. weird. Yeah, okay. The, then I guess the, the bottom three there would be the Wizards. The Hornets, and who else am I putting there? Okay. Uh, you got Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. So yes, three teams you probably may never mention again this season, so I don't, can't say I blame you for forgetting them. Half the league has already forgotten them as well. Uh, your MVP is Nikola Jokic, and the finals is the Lakers and the Celtics, but you did not give a winner. So you've got the Lakers and Celtics in the NBA finals, my friend. You know, even with the fourth place Western Conference finish, you had them then, which again, they were seventh last year and they went to the uh, Western Conference finals. So there you go. Your thoughts on who will take the uh, take it all, my friend, in the NBA finals? Well, I uh, there's some reasoning behind why I, I did what I did there, Gerald. And although we can, we can quibble, we could disagree about regular season records. You and I both know we only care what happens in the playoffs. You know, I still think Golden State and Sacramento are regular season teams that will flame out in the playoffs. Uh happen to think we'll obviously have to face at least one of them, possibly both, if, if uh, things shake out. But I happen to think that uh, upon winning their 18th championship, Gerald, the Lakers will do it. As a four seed, we've done it as one seed. We've done it as a two seed. We've done it as three seed. We've never done it as a four seed. Okay. It's about time. Always the first time. Always the first time. Uh, now, I think, I, I think you know, we'll see how things shake out, Gerald. I mean, if I looked at it now and you, and you said this game is being, like, played, simulated, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the two rosters, you'd say, seven game series that's that's what it looks like looks Mm -hmm. like it goes the distance so i think the lakers win number 18 
in a game seven, Gerald. Okay. <laughs> Could it be more apropos than a seventh game, Joe, between the Lakers and Celtics? That's the way Magic Man has it mapped out. Uh, you said you prefer Milwaukee over Boston, uh, Joe. But... I didn't say that. I said that. No, I mean, you would, that's what you believe, but you would prefer a Boston matchup. Let me Correct. Yes, yes. And I don't think it would go seven. I think it would go six at most. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. There, from those two guys right there, those are the predictions so far. Well, the reason why is that Celtics go into droughts on offense, even with someone like if, – if you have Porzingis that's there, you put Anthony Davis on him, he'll neutralize Porzingis. And then Jalen Brown and, and Tatum have a habit of disappearing on offense. Well, that's that's kind of why I, I said like if you had to judge it, we're like right now, right? Because we know both teams aren't going to look the same as they do right now if they end up playing one another. It could be two different teams. There you go, absolutely. But in honor of the Coke bottle that you have sitting there right next to you, my friend, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout I, out. I, I drink it. I drink. I drink it. In honor I drink of it. Yeah, I'm like, well, me and Laker time drink it. I'm like uh, Coach Saban and Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. All but right, I'm well, like Ronaldo. I won't actually tell somebody to actually take it away. So okay. the company I've have stock options in loses 300 million because I did that. This is true. This is true. So yeah, can't do that. Can't do that, my friend. But it is Laker Tom, of course, number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Lakerholics.com, along with our good friend Jamie Sweet. Go ahead, check their site out. Want to go ahead and mention his picks in both the Western and Eastern Conference and see how it goes from there. Laker Tom, and was there ever a doubt, Sean and Joe, the Western Conference, the L.A. Lakers are number one, the Phoenix Suns number two, the Nuggets number three, Timberwolves number four, the Warriors five, the Kings six, Memphis seven, the L.A. Clippers eight, Oklahoma City Thunder is 9, Dallas is 10th, New Orleans is 11th. He has Memphis at 12th, way down below. Houston at 13, Utah at 14 and Portland at 15. In the Eastern Conference, he has the Celtics, then the Bucks, then the Knicks, the Cavs, the Sixers, the Heat, the Hawks, the pa- the Pacers, Magic Nets, Bulls at 11, out of the playoffs for him, Raptors, Pistons, Hornets, and then the Wizards. He's got AD as the MVP and the Lakers over the Boston Celtics like you, my friend. So there you go. Was there ever a doubt in Laker Tom's mind who is going to win and who is going to lead the Western Conference? Of course not. So, yes. That usually doesn't stray anywhere near from his, you know, doesn't stray away from his his pick seemingly every year. But, you know, there you go from Laker yeah. Tom. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention, of course, also. Memphis at 12, one toke over the line, Tom. Okay. <laughs> I will mention that Jamie Sweet, also from Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out his five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. He also had the chance to go ahead and mention his choices in the Western Conference. He has got the surprise of all surprise guys on this. He has the Minnesota Timberwolves leading the Western Conference. 
that is a Jamie pick from Admiral Akbar. If I ever saw it, he has the Grizzlies at number two. He has the Suns at number three. He has the Nuggets at fourth. He has the Lakers at five. That's the Lakers at in fifth right there for you. Golden State six, Sacramento seventh, Dallas eight, the Clippers nine, the Thunders ten, the Spurs with Victor Wemiyama, 11, New Orleans with Zion 12, the Rockets at 13th, the Jazz at 14th, and the Trailblazers at 15th. And in the Eastern Conference, he has the Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Sixers, Knicks, Heat, Bulls, Pacers, Magic, the Raptors, the Nets, Hornets, Pistons, Magic, and Wizards. And he did not pick and then, oh, he did the next uh, email he sent me. The MVP is Giannis with that fat new contract. And the NBA Finals is the Lakers and Bucks. He did not give me a winner on that one. But the surprise upon all surprises, guys, is that he has the Minnesota Timberwolves leading the Western Conference. So your thoughts on Jamie's thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves big year this season, my friend. Go ahead, uh, Magic Man. Any thoughts on Jamie's thoughts right there? Not good. <laughs> Joe, uh, any thoughts on that? Because, you know, you are not the highest uh, person on Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is <sighs> show me. So of his contemporaries, he's the best number one overall pick, though, Joe. Zion, Kate Cunningham, Paolo Bencaro. He's the best one. That doesn't say much, to be honest with you. Zion is starting to venture into bust area. He's probably a year away from that. And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Soro uses the word bust unironically to describe this summer of Zion. Okay. When just... Kate Cunningham had no business being the number one pick, most, I'd say the last decade has had some of the worst first round picks or first overall picks in probably NBA history. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. the uh, Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz, uh, Anthony um, Bennett, uh, Kate DeAndre Cunningham, Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Well, DeAndre Ayton didn't, is not going to ever live up to that number one pick, but at least he's there. <laughs> you know, well, the least... last, the last, but if, he's, if you're, you're right. Go, he's, yeah, you're if right. you're going to go by that bunch, then Joe. Yeah. So who would who would you say is the better player at this point? Cat, who was a number one pick, or Ant, who's a number one pick? Cat. Because then he would. Standpoint. Then he would be that. Then you'd consider him the best of the bunch, like the best first round pick over the last ten years. Think More about than likely. That. Uh, think until... about think about that. That's. You're talking about a big dilution of number one picks. It, it's it's a lot. It's been a lot. It, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I I haven't been impressed by hardly anyone. What what? AD is the last one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna if I if, if my memory serves me correctly, okay. I'm we're looking at. And I don't, I don't want to go get too crazy on Paolo. I know it's you know he's only been in playing for a year, but this the number one overall pick 
usually is a guy, it's like this. Now, I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that you've got this one-and-done thing. Because uh, you could even look at Kyrie Irving, right? Phenomenal, just phenomenal basketball player, Hall of Famer and all that. But he doesn't win when he's by himself. Played, like, less, he than doesn't, a, played less than a dozen games at Duke. Really, honestly, number one. the last guy, if I remember correctly, that made a significant franchise-shifting difference is Derek Rose. That's it. That's it. That was freaking 14 years ago. And then you had Odin before that. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. LeBron was probably before the the, the guy before then. So in the last 20 years, you've had LeBron James and Derek Rose in my memory that have made an immediate impact as number one overall picks. Is there, am I missing somebody? No, no, it was Rose, Griffin, Wall. LeBron before that, the year before, was Dwight Howard. Howard Bogut, and then you had Andrea Bargnani, who was before uh, before Odin. Yeah, it's it, like Joe's it, been it, saying. It, it's, you know what? It's and, funny. The number one pick is is really been diluted over the funny. past fifteen years. It is funny how when you really get when you really get to the meat of things, a lot of times we don't do that. We, we're so enamored with names and a couple of playoff appearances and all this, and all of a sudden everybody's the greatest thing, right? We've been talking about this. Think about that for a second. In 20 years, in 20 picks, there's only been two guys that have really shifted their teams as one, first overall picks. And Derrick Rose didn't even make the make it to the finals. He unfortunately had an injury, but you know that's part of the game, right? LeBron is the only guy. He's the only guy that's made a difference as a first overall pick in a, in, in this way. You could make an argument for Dwight Howard, so three and twenty. But yeah, Dwight Howard, yeah. But yeah. that's it. Dwight Howard, three, that's it. Three and twenty. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. It, look, what Joe's saying is being a first overall, not first round pick, first overall first round is not the game changer. That it was once. No, no, because if you look at the There's 90s, no guarantees. If you look at the, and again, this is why you know uh, people will, will will argue against it, right? They'll say, "Oh, Joe, uh, you don't want these guys to get paid." No, you idiots. There's fundamentals that they learn in college, and back when there was actually great coaches like Dean Smith and Shevsky and all these guys that. A lot of these stars came from these programs, right? So think about it for a second. In 1990, okay, uh, I should say 89. I think David Robinson was the first pick in 89. 90 was Derek Coleman. Oh, I got, was... I, I, I got, I got this, Joe. I got this. I could do, I could do the big man roll call. <laughs> 83 Sampson, 84 Elijah, 185 Ewing, 86 Doherty, 87 Robinson. All of them made a difference. 88, Danny Manning. No, not him. 89, Purvis Ellison. Nervous Purvis Ellison. No. No. Derek Coleman. Larry Derek Johnson. Coleman for a small space. 91 was Larry Johnson. 92 was Shaq. 93 was Chris Weber. I mean, 94 is Big Dog. 94. Big Dog, eh. 
95 was Joe Smith. Yeah. 96. Wow. 96 is that's that's a guy. That's a guy. 97, that's a guy. That's a guy. 98, Michael O'Conde. Probably the worst one. <laughs> we were we remember you Anthony Bennett. We remember you vividly, Michael O'Conde, though we don't remember you fondly, Michael O'Conde. Uh, it's funny, I hear I, I I would hear stories about the coaches, candy man. Prominent, <laughs> prominent coaches that went to AAU game, AAU tournaments, things like that. Man, the moment they said anything about my, Michael Candy, like, <laughs> it's like they were ready to throw up. <laughs> did did uh, Gerald and Joe ever see Michael Oluwakande live? Yeah. Oh, moving whoa. on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Must you bring back bad memories? Watching just bad players playing horribly. I mean. Uh, I told you about the Danny Manning draft when my friend and I, uh, who actually I still know to this day, a great Lakers fan himself, we went there with Lakers garb and walked into the sports arena and just laughed at all of them, kept laughing because, you know, laughing because they were talking about how Danny Manning would change the franchise forever. And he did in a certain way, but not in the direction I think they would like. So, yeah, it was, it was. That would be a good, that would be a good, because the Lakers didn't do any draft parties, then because they were always drafting last. <laughs> what player could have changed the Clipper fortune in the nineties? That's on a Clippers history one on one. Let them would, do that. Let's say if they had drafted Kobe, would Kobe have won them championships? Nah, they still have such. Or would Sterling destroy that team? Right? Yeah, it's too cheap. You know, you, you can never really evaluate Elgin Baylor as a GM because you don't know how much he was limited by like, like the cheapness of Donald Sterling, or was it the fact with what he was doing, he just didn't, uh, you know, draft or chose it. In fact, we don't know exactly how much was it, you know, Kim as a GM, or was it the organization not him allowing him? I, I, I know that people need to make a living, and I, I understand that, but. Elgin Baylor really lowered himself working for that piece of garbage for so many years. Absolutely. And I mean, you're telling me that guy didn't know. No, he knew. Why would you want to represent it? He had to hear it every day. Probably Jerry West put the ultimate hex on, on Kobe going to the Clippers by saying, you can't go play for that owner. You can't go play for that guy. Come on. Elgin, come on. You, you could have done better. God rest your soul, man. I mean, I, I and, and again, that's one of the reasons why I was kind of irritated by David Stern too, allowing this guy not only the free dumb, dumb, to do what he knew he did, and then on top of that, reward him with things like what was that about? What was that about? That, that tells me weird things, guys. You know, there's a lot of times this. What, you wonder why guys like Dan, Daniel Snyder submitted to the crowd. Well, he submitted because he's got very bad things in his closet. Joe, uh, I wish Nick was on here because he would agree with me right now about what I'm about to say. Do you know what the first thing they teach a lawyer in law school is? Okay, go for it. Never ask a question you already know the answer to. David Stern knew the answers to those questions, Joe. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Ger- Ger- Gerald's talked about this. I've heard it from 
from countless other people as well. As this that, was not an unknown secret. It was not an unknown community. secret. And uh, yes, as Gerald said. So that's I just mean, put it that way. So I think that's an answer to your question, Joe. As a, as a lawyer, you you never you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Well, again, speaking of Nick, uh, great to have everyone here, though, by the way. It is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Jamie Sweet is in the chat. Hopefully all is well. You heard his picks here just before the break. So hopefully you want to go ahead and let him know, you know, what you think of the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, being number one in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, definitely a courageous pick or risky pick or... I don't know, a, a pick that's out there nonetheless. Uh, go ahead and share your thoughts on that with him as far as his thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves being number one, the Lakers being number five as far as that's concerned. But Nick Molina also had his interesting picks as well. And these guys, they're going all out on the predictions, and I love it. I love it, the fact that they, they're willing to go ahead and give those risky kind of picks. So I'm going ahead and I'm going to go ahead and just let everybody know Nick's thoughts on the upcoming NBA season. So I'm going to go ahead and shout out for you right now. His thoughts on the Western Conference, despite what was going on with Stephen Adams, he has the Memphis Grizzlies at number one, the Denver Nuggets at number two, Phoenix at number three, the Lakers at number four, Timberwolves at number five, the Warriors at six, the Mavericks at seventh, the Kings at eighth, the Clippers at ninth, the Thunder 10th, the Pelicans 11th, the Spurs 12th, the Rockets 13th, the Jazz at 14th, and the Trailblazers 15th. Magic Man, the Grizzlies at number one. That's a very uh, interesting pick, just like uh, Jamie's with, with Minnesota. Your thoughts on the Grizzlies at number one in Nick's Western Conference? Go ahead, that Sean. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Uh, yeah, no, that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a surprising pick to uh, – to folks out there it shouldn't be at least um they're very capable of it even with the uh the uh, obstacles and um substantial challenges they face uh in the first uh half of this year uh i still think they can um manage to be in the that second tier for the first 25 to 40 games and then mm-hmm. you know they in order to secure that top succeed you're if you're thinking they're going to be the first you're, you're thinking there's going to be a surge at some point, either during the middle of this uh, experiment without Jaw and Stephen Adams, or slightly after the All Star break, which is when usually we talk about it, right, Gerald? That it's the boomerang. One team usually ends up going up, and the other team usually ends up coming down. So, uh, you know, I think Memphis would be a safe pick for a boomerang pick, Gerald, going one way or the other. Uh, I'd say I agree with Nick. I, I don't see them as the first. I see them more at the bottom of the six, but they could easily be at the top too. A couple of, yeah, few surprising picks in there, but Nick's, Nick's a very intuitive person. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, uh, disagree with his logic at all. I'll, I'll only say this. I think that, um, I think that, you know, he's, he's got the Lakers in the finals. I know that. Absolutely. So we'll go ahead and finish off here. Thanks for spoiling a little bit. His, uh, his, uh, their picks there. Eastern conference. You got the Cavs number one, Bucks, number two, Celtics, number three, heat, number four, 76ers, number five, 
You've got coming up here right after that, the Knicks, then the Raptors, then the Pacers, uh, Hawks, Bulls, Nets, Hornets, Pistons, the Magic, and the Wizards. Kind of surprising they've got the Magic that low, despite the fact that they look like they've got a nice base of players there. But uh, I'd have to talk, I'll talk to them. I'll have to probably next time I have him on the show, uh, next time he joins us, I'll have to go ahead and ask him about that. Luka Doncic is his MVP. He's got the Lakers winning over Boston. J Triple J is the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Wembyama is the Rookie of the Year. And Vando, he has as the sixth man of the year. I think that is the most surprising of all the picks right there, uh, Joe. I think that uh, – let me ask you this. When it comes to Vanderbilt, how key of a role do you think he'll play this season? It doesn't look good. It's looked good so far, yeah. No, so. if he doesn't make his shots, he's going to be worthless because his mental, his mental game is not good. So unless he revamped his mentality, or Darwin and the coaching staff was able to pull that lack of confidence issue out of his head, he's going to be a problem uh, in in important games. He will serve a purpose defensively throughout the year, but I don't know how important he'll be in the playoffs when it matters. Okay. All right. But uh, he does have the Lakers over the Celtics, uh, so definitely uh, something to look forward to there for. I just his don't picks. see the Celtics beating Milwaukee. Uh, I have, I have, I'm having a hard time getting past that. And why so? How because, so? Because because Damian Lillard is the perfect player to play next to Giannis. Okay. He's All the right. perfect player. He Giannis is going to be. It's just like what we're talking about with LeBron. If you give LeBron three forty percent. Has he ever even has he ever had that even in, in, in Cleveland in seven and sixteen? That'd be something to look at. If you're gonna give LeBron three 40% shooters in the starting lineup and a healthy AD, how the hell is, are they not gonna win? And then how the hell is Giannis not going to do what he does when you cannot shadow him with a second player? Dame Lillard does not miss shots when people are in his face. It's gonna work both ways, too. They're screwed. You're screwed playing against that team. And we've seen Boston wilt on offense three years in a row in the playoffs. And Milwaukee can play defense. Now, Dame isn't known for his defense, but neither was Ray Allen when we went to Boston. Maybe Dame Lillard will play a little bit of defense in Milwaukee to, to, to win a ring. I just think Milwaukee's the best team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I, I mean... Definitely you, you said, do you have them winning the finals? Did you say Milwaukee? Yeah. No, I have the Lakers winning over Milwaukee. That's over right. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you said they were the best team in the NBA. That kind of like, did he change his mind? I meant, I meant the East. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Okay. NBA. Okay. Fair enough. No, that that's uh that's something uh, that I I probably you know agree with on that because. Before we head on out, we still got over a half hour left to go here on our NBA and Lakers season preview. We'll go ahead and more into the depths of the Lakers and, and what's going to go on this season. But before we head on out, I will drop my picks. That's what started all in our email chain yesterday. So everybody that, that has dropped their, their Western and Eastern Conference picks, I truly am indebted to you guys once again for doing so. Even Joe for sharing his his limited thoughts on the NBA season so far. So we'll go ahead from there, but 
for me, the Western Conference, I have Phoenix number one, the Lakers at number two, Denver at number three, Minnesota at number four, the Golden State Warriors at number five, the Memphis Grizzlies, although I'm beginning to regret this, it may be lower, but I'm going to have to stick to them at six. Uh, what next on the list I have, as far as after that, the Sacramento Kings, the LA Clippers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Dallas Mavericks, the New Orleans Pelicans at 11th. So I have the New Orleans Pelicans out of the mix in the playoffs, the Utah Jazz, Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, and then, of course, leading into the Portland Trailblazers at the number 15. So I have the Lakers being predominantly healthy. I think that both LeBron and AD will play above 65 games. I've said on record that I think if the Lakers have the health of both LeBron and AD over 65 games, they will win 50 games in the Western Conference. I think the way that the Western Conference is a murderer's row, especially when you get from 2 to 12 in the Western Conference, these teams will beat each other up and they will not be fun games, any of them. So I think that you're going to see a very tight window between spots two through 12 in the Western Conference. I think I have the Lakers at 50, but the number 12 team could win possibly even 38 to 40 games. So within a 10 game span, you could have all these teams bunched together within a really kind of, you know, even mix there. So We'll see what happens, but my Eastern Conference is Boston, Milwaukee, the Knicks, the Cavs, the 76ers, the Heat, the Hawks, the Nets, the Magic, the Pacers, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Pistons, the Hornets, and the Wizards, who will just be great for if you have Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma on your fantasy basketball team, or Koulibaly for some blocks in there, absolutely, so that's a little bit of a fantasy basketball hint there for you. My MVP is Jason Tatum because uh, if the Boston Celtics are going to be number one in the Eastern Conference, uh, they he doesn't really have to compete with anybody for votes. I don't think Jalen Brown is a strong enough number two to be in consideration. So I'd probably say Jason Tatum will get the MVP this year. But I have the Los Angeles Lakers winning over Milwaukee just like Joe. What do you know? Joe and I agree. I think that Milwaukee is very good, really good. I'm kind of concerned with the coaching after what we saw last week with Terry Stotts uh, saying goodbye. But I still think the talent, like Joseph, the key for me with Milwaukee is Middleton. If Middleton is healthy, like Joe says, that's scary. That's three 40% shooters that Beasley gets right, you know, in that starting lineup. And what if Lopez hits 40%? That's four 40% shooters around Giannis. That could be really scary. I think, though, when it comes down to it, the Lakers will make a move before the end of the season with all those tradable contracts to even upgrade more. And I said that last year, and I was right, that they would make a trade and that they did finally move off of Westbrook like I had talked about. And this year, I will think that they're going to go ahead and do the same thing find a way to go ahead and get even a better roster, do those little things, do those little tweaks to make it, you know, to such that I think the Lakers with the kind of roster that they have, they need to just get a little bit stronger. And I think they will. And I think they will be ahead of the Phoenix Suns because underneath in the, you know, with the limited amount of moves that Phoenix can make, 
They're going to be a good regular season team, despite all the injuries they may suffer between their big three. I think they will be a good regular season team, but in the playoffs, teams will pummel them on the inside and will just make them pay on the defensive end. And I think that the Phoenix Suns will probably be a second round out because of that. And then uh, I also think that the Lakers will meet up against the Denver Nuggets with, like Joe, a reversal of fortune for the Los Angeles Lakers as they will step over the Nuggets this time around and move up to a championship victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. So you and I agree, my friend. Don't say we ever agree. You, We, all, we agree. We agree. So there you go. Any thoughts, Joe? Any thoughts, Magic Man, on my picks? You, you hate them? Terrible? Any surprises? Uh, I think that Minnesota is going to have a strong season. Uh, I think that, uh, but I don't pick them number one in the Western Conference. I don't have that much faith in them, but I, I think they're going to have a pretty good season. But again, I think the Lakers will ultimately I think, make it I think, I, I think from, from your picks, Gerald, to Joe's, to mine, I think all those top six could be uh, formulated and jumbled in any number of ways. I think there, I think there's almost a consensus. I think, uh, obviously, the injury with Adams has kind of thrown a wrench into what a lot of people think Memphis is going to do. But I mean, it's very, it's very possible that one of Minnesota, Sacramento, uh, New Orleans, uh, even possibly the Thunder, happen to be in the top five. It's not inconceivable. Uh, given the talent, again, uh, you know, 11 teams uh, with playoff rosters in the West, and there's going to be three on the outside looking in. Um, I think everybody is pretty much like a consensus outside of, say, New Orleans, which who the hell knows, right? And Minnesota, who the hell knows? And the Clippers, who the hell knows? Outside of that, there there's pretty much like five teams that you're you feel pretty strongly about and even a sixth. So uh, I mean it's gonna be a dog fight. It's gonna be a cannibalism. It's going to be rough all year long because it's going to be jockeying from the all star break on. This is uh, like the Gerald, I'm getting vibes of like two thousand and seven where the Lakers and Charlotte were battling out for first seed. Like at the end of the week and the final two games and then the final game itself, uh, I could see, I could see a dog fight for like top three, four seeds in the last week of the regular season. The West. I will say though, that uh, Johnny has uh, some, some actual comments, Johnny Sanchez. Great to have you here, Johnny. Welcome to the Lakers fast break. Great to have you here. Always likes to see new faces. Uh, Great comments in there. Sapien22 has been saying a lot as well. So new face as well. And thank you for joining us here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you haven't already subscribed, please do, please do so. To all of our Lakers followers that are out there at the Lakers Fast Break, go ahead. Make sure you check out Joe's brand new, brand spanking new merchandising site. The link is in the description below. I'll make sure I provide it for you there. Make sure you go ahead and check it out. It is a great, you know, a lot of great stuff there for you. But when it comes to what we're seeing with what uh, Johnny was saying in the chat, Joe, he was talking about the Warriors and he was talking about the Clippers. Keep an eye on those two teams. Your thoughts on this, my friend. When it comes to Warriors, I said they're older, they're slower, and they're smaller. And unless Kaminga and Moody really pop for them, 
I'm not sure I see anything really good from them unless they, although they do have a lot of assets they could throw in a trade to get right quickly. But with the Clippers, you're basing it off. Okay. People talk about LeBron and AD, you know, the over and under. I know John McCainley was talking about over and under earlier as far as 50 some odd games. I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to Kawhi and Paul George, you've got to go ahead and make sure that you're, you know, that they, they are the same rules apply for them. And that, if that's the case, also as well, you got to make sure you understand that the team I thought that was around them that was was so good. I thought going into last season on paper was really got old really quick. It got really old really quick, and now looks a lot less formidable than it did this time last season. Clippers are not going to be able to keep Kawhi healthy. Paul Paul George might play, maybe might be able to go, you know, get by a little bit, but even he's been injury prone and Paul George getting up in years too. I think people forget that. Yeah. And then, and then after that, I don't know, Terrence Mann. I mean, I don't Powell. I don't know. Uh, that don't really do much for me. The uh, Warriors have Steph Curry. So there's always a chance that you're going to have a chance with Steph Curry still being Steph Curry. Clay Thompson has his moments. Obviously Draymond Green is going to be missing a lot of time. Uh, and then everybody else is kind of inconsistent and not really reliable, Wiggins being one of them. Golden State could make it. They could also not. Clippers, I think, are finally going to really, really hit rock bottom this year, and they won't be a contender probably by February, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think, I, I think I with agree. the rules, with the rules, with the Kawhi thing, if, if, if he has to play, I think he's going to end up getting jacked and not being able to finish Ula, Bula Bula. What do you Bula doing? Bula for that, Joe? Bula yeah. Bula. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I, I had the Clippers, Sean, really not, not doing well. I had them eighth, barely in the playoff mix. I had the Golden State Warriors fifth out of respect for them, but I... Again, I could see them faltering simply because of what I said earlier. Your thoughts on the Clippers and the Warriors and their prospects this season? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm with. Obviously, all, all our picks were, were kind of in that range uh, with the Clippers. I, I don't think anyone had them in their top six uh, amongst our peer group, and obviously, a lot of people don't have them in, in their top eight. In some cases, uh, I'm with Joe. I see a steep a steep decline given the roster construction. Uh, look, when when Ty Lu left Cleveland, there was still some mystery about what he was like as a head coach. He's a very good head coach. I, I it just there's something about the situation that that's going to lead to that decline. Let's face it, Gerald. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played 12 games 
of significance for the Los Angeles Clippers since 2019-2020. Well, okay. so th- this has not worked out, Joe. It's not worked out. And I think Joe's right. I think uh, the situation's about to uh, come to a head, and they're doing 90 down the freeway, and there's a brick wall right in front of them. Okay, well, if that's the case, I think... Yeah, I think the Warriors are in a different situation, although, yeah, like you said, they're older, they're a bit slower. They're, there's the Their biggest problem is, at least for, for this year, if, if something does materialize out of the ether and they get themselves involved, they don't have a first-round pick to give up this year, Gerald. That belongs to the Chicago Bulls. So they're they're in a bit of a mire there, uh, with uh, their their cap construction, and also what they could give up as far it's as time the, to wallow in the mire. Pretty good word, right? I I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd there like you it. All right. I think they can pivot though. I I, I kind of I, I you know I agree with uh, you and Joe. They can kind of pivot. They I, I still see them as a top top six, but I mean things could go sideways like. Uh, Alan Alan made the point in the in the uh, chat. If Steph goes down for a month to six weeks, that's really tough. They've done it before when he went They've down. They've done it before when they he went down. Tank, yeah, they did a tank job, and that's how they got. I think Kuminga, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, Kuminga. Didn't they get Kuminga? No, no, they got the Wiseman. They got the Wiseman, they the Wiseman pick, pick because they yeah they tanked yeah, it because yeah yeah, yeah the Wiseman pick. But still, that that's exactly what can happen here if they tank right that pick again it doesn't go to the bulls it goes to the warriors because it's lottery protected thanks for the reminder gerald yep gotta keep that in mind so i ask you though joshua deets was in our facebook chat and big shout out to all the facebook groups that go ahead and now have us on there truly appreciate you joining us joining us for all the post games right here at the lakers fast break joshua deets one of our big super fans he asks joe and i'm gonna start off with joe and you think about this for a second magic man because i'm gonna come back with you on it which team in both in either the Eastern or Western Conference, or you could name one of each, is going to be the most likely to blow it up first? Oh, that's easy. My okay. Minnesota. I think that's a good pick if they fail. That's right. If they fall. Minnesota and uh, Eastern Conference, Philly. Okay. Embiid will, when, when Philly's 10 and 30, something like that, he's going to ask to get out. Okay. All right. Sean? Uh, Gerald, uh, I mean, if Joe is correct, there is nothing juicier and sweeter than Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio at them just going absolutely nuts and insane. Okay. I ha- I don't happen to think that Embiid would ever put himself in a situation like that. I think if he asks out, he asks out after this year, Gerald. I don't think he'd do it during the year. That's you know He might not make... He'll make it out of Philly. He's a big boy, but he he won't want to go back. He won't want to ever go back unless he's playing uh, after, after what they're going to say and do uh, if he asks out. Uh, Joe, you wanted to say something. The Raiders get a, bat, get a worse rap for being hooligans. There's no worse fan base in terms of hood than Philly sports fans. Okay. Just to let you know. I'm going to say the first team in mind, although Minnesota, I think you're spot on, Joe. If they do not meet my expectations or, uh, you know, even anywhere near what what 
uh, Jamie Sweet has the expectations because he has them leading the Western Conference. I think when it comes down to they'll they would be more likely to blow it up. Uh, obviously, Cat would be the first victim of that. But I think the New Orleans Pelicans will be the first team. I think according to my predictions, uh, predicting them on the outside looking in in the playoff mix. So if, if that's the case, I think that they will be the first team to go ahead and blow it up on on the western side on the eastern side i can't argue with joe i think philadelphia that team especially if it if it goes awry with the james harden saga if it goes awry with what we're seeing with joel Embiid, that can get uglier because i'm not gonna say that can get ugly because it already is ugly that can get uglier uh, at any given moment so definitely have to see and then memphis is an outside shot as well if they decide to go ahead and ride though you know they're probably going to keep desmond bain but John Morant, you know, what if he comes back and it just becomes the malcontent after 25 games? And, you know, will he be, uh, you know, looking, be looking to move uh, to a different location? We'll wait and see. But, yeah, some interesting things are going to come down, especially when you have a Western Conference that's so bunched up with some really good teams. You're going to have some teams that are probably going to be on the outside looking in, probably looking to be uh, moved right away. So uh, definitely looking to be uh, something that, We'll wait and see, but got your question answered there, Joshua. Always appreciated. Uh, Blue Magic says get your L- LFB merch. Go ahead. The description is in below, so go ahead. It's in the description below, the link to go ahead and get your Lakers Fast Break merchandise. But, guys, got a few minutes left to talk about the Lakers before we head on out. You know, we, we all think relatively strongly about the Lakers. Uh, nobody really had a really bad or or thoughts on the Lakers. I think I saw as low as fifth from all of our panel. So I think that's much better than what Andrew Bogut has already predicted for the Lakers. Uh, I want to hit it back to you, Joe. You know, what are you expecting from LeBron and AD? What do you know that you're going to see from them this season? I expect LeBron to be smarter in his shot selection, especially from three. And I expect AD to win the Defensive Player of the Year award by a by a landslide. Those are the two things I'm expecting from them, from those two. If they do those things, I think we're going to be in very good shape. All right, yeah, I, I because, agree with you. Because right now we're we're seeing the the role guys doing what they're supposed to do. All right, and before I turn it over to Laker Nick here, uh, Magic Man, uh, great, great to have you here as well, my friend. Appreciate all your hard work on this channel, hosting when when it need be, and also the every time that you're here, my friend. Looking forward to a long and great season with you, a successful season for the Lakers and the Lakers Fast Break. But when it comes to the recent posting of LeBron James, something caught your eye. Something I had said that I thought he would end up doing. And not just playing with one son, but two. Can you explain? Yeah, Gerald. Uh, so uh, Beats uh, headphones dropped. Uh, obvious, well, Apple dropped a commercial spot today, and um, it, it's uh, it's a narrative voiced over by uh, LeBron's uh, better half, Savannah. And Savannah's basically explaining that you know. LeBron's legacy now involves the fact that he wants to include both Bronny and Bryce in his career. And uh, he's made it a point that that's what he, that's his goal, Gerald. I wonder that's who his, called that. You did. 
this man right here, he called it. So it looks as though Gerald LeBron does have aspirations and and more importantly, intention. Because there's an old quote that, that's great. It said, um, outcomes are more important than motivation. So he wants to play till he's 43, 44. If, uh, if, if he wants to play with Bryce and Bronny, will he do it, Gerald? There's, there's no, could Bryce move up a year on the draft? I think he can, if I'm not mistaken, I think he he go to 25. I think he could go to 25. Okay. So, so it'd be 42. Yeah. He'd be turning 42 in December after he got drafted. Okay. He could do that. He could do it. He could do it. He could do it. So, uh, it's a great commercial. Everybody should uh, check it out, hear it for yourself. But yes, it it definitely sounds like uh, it's LeBron's intentions to play with Bryce and Bronny. Also here today to finish out our show, good man indeed. You got to catch him whenever you can at, as part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break Crew. It is always great to have him here. I will try not to nag him 5 million times, maybe like 4,999,999 times to get us on the air with us here this season. It is Laker Nick and Laker Nick. Always great to have you here, my friend. Uh, Earlier in the show, I announced your picks for both the Western Eastern Conference title holders as far as the Lakers over Boston and the most surprising pick I thought out of anything that you picked, even above the Grizzlies, even though with their injuries at number one of the Western conference was Jared Vanderbilt as the sixth man of the year. Your thoughts, my friend on this, I'm interested to listen and learn why. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, thanks Gerald. And again, it's great to be here. Salute magic man and Joe. Um, I think uh, with Vando, obviously I'm biased and, picking a Laker to win the sixth man of the year award. But um, now that Torian Prince is um, not cementing, but at least initially starting uh, with the starting Mr. Lineup, 40%. Right, right. Um, you know, I expect and hopefully Prince does deliver on that front and he, assuming he keeps that starting lineup role. You know, I just see Vando as a player that could uh, you know, just be a very impactful uh, rotational piece for the Lakers in the coming season. Um, his length, his, uh, as we know, his defensive skills. Um, I'm hopeful that over the off season, he was able to um, get in some shooting reps, uh, get in some uh, offensive skill work with Phil Handy and other staff. And so um, I'm hopeful that he could be a big contributing piece uh, to the Lakers uh, eventual hopefully winning a championship this coming season. But I do think that Vando is, again, a, a player that could make a lot of impact. He doesn't necessarily have to score to make that impact. And assuming the NBA recognizes and still uh, respects uh, defensive work, I think that he has a shot at winning uh, the sixth man of the year award. Now, I definitely like, and uh, we all approve, although you, you obviously have your choice, I would trade who you have winning the championship, the Lakers over the Celtics. Obviously, that that warms my heart anytime somebody even posts that, so it's truly appreciated. But your thoughts on why Memphis, even after the injuries that they've suffered, still will lead the Western Conference? Yeah, so, so uh, Gerald, I think um, it was a sometime Magic Man, he's our 
uh, in-house encyclopedia and he might know the exact dates, but there was a meaningful stretch of time last season that John Morant was out of the, just out of the team. And Memphis actually not only won, but looked pretty good while winning. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not, you know, trying to minimize John Morant's impact as a, as a player or his value to the Grizzlies. But I do think that, you know, they, they've experienced playing without John Morant already. Um, the Steven Adams um, losses, you know, something to be seen, but, you know, I think the acquisition of Marcus Smart to the roster is a very meaningful one. Um, and I think that they're, you know, going to be a tough team. Uh, they're they're not um you know the baby grizzlies anymore um they've uh this group has been playing at least a couple seasons now together we know what triple j could bring um and i think that the team um you know could have some momentum this coming season and if they start out losing um you know they start out losing but you know then they'll hopefully get you know john morant back and meshing well with the team and uh, maybe they'll have a surge uh, in the middle to later part of the season. Okay. Your thoughts. Good thoughts right there from Laker Nick. Truly appreciate it. Uh, I also want to ask you, man, while I have you here, you went into great detail before about your thoughts on the Lakers roster, what really clicks for you, what really doesn't. What are some of the weaknesses that you think the Lakers need to build on? And seemingly because of all these tradable contracts that it looks like that whatever – deficiencies they have they really can go ahead and make some changes if they need to later on in the season um yeah gerald i think the weaknesses um you know i've mentioned this before no roster is perfect but um if i had to point out any weaknesses with the lakers i think it really just centers on time management uh, for both lebron and ad um, ironically, I want LeBron to play less and I want AD to play more. Um, I think AD hasn't played more than 56 games in any season that he's been a Laker. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that number is at least 65 this coming season. And with uh, LeBron, he was averaging about 35 and a half minutes a game last season. And, uh, you know, maybe he won't get it down to 30 minutes per game, but if he's able to maybe do 32, 33 at most and average uh, around 25 points per game and the team is still winning, I think that's a very, very good sign. I think that will be a very good sign. Uh, Joe, do you concur with that as far as uh, what, what Nick's thoughts are on that, my friend? Which part? Uh, I'd say first off, as far as where you see the team, as far as what deficiencies they need to work on. I think uh, for me, though, the backcourt, I think, should be the first place I would look as far as some backups, maybe that that might hold out a little bit better. I'm not 100 percent sold on the Gabe Vincent, Max Christie, Cam Reddish uh, backcourt rotation behind them. But then again, in a pinch, you could always throw LeBron James back there as your point. Yeah, backcourt so. is fine as long as uh, Austin and and dealer in their shots and you have Gabe Vincent who can give you a, a defensive presence and then of course you have LeBron as a backup the issues are offensive rebounding that is a big problem I agree that needs to be figured out or we're gonna we're gonna lose some games 
not being able to corral the the rebound. That's something both you and Magic Man have pointed out, not only in the preseason, but in the previous season before that. And Magic Man, uh, when you hear Nick's thoughts, uh, do you concur with him on a lot of it? Again, I, th- I agree with you, both Joe and uh, what was said in regards to the offensive rebounds. That's going to be a problem for the Lakers. And that, to me, it's more about not that they don't have the big bodies. They're one of the largest teams, the biggest teams in the NBA. The question is desire and fundamentals. And it's not always exactly seen by the Lakers when they do just that. Yeah, it, it's not, Gerald. It, uh, correlation doesn't equal causation there. We've seen it, a, a, a huge problem from, from last year, and it's carried – carried over into the preseason and obviously all three of us are uh kind of skeptical uh ominous about it being a significant problem in this season and i unfortunately i agree with joe i think it will be you gotta you gotta find a way to curb that issue curb that problem uh either schematically or figure out a way to uh kind of facilitate manufacture offensive boards in any which way possible. I mean, one, one of the reasons the Lakers had a lot of the problems they had in transition, uh, partly last year and the year before is because Russell Westbrook still thought he was uh, Superman and he could jump through the sky and grab every offensive board possible. Well, oftentimes Gerald, that wasn't the case. And so we were down five to four in transition. We need somebody down low who could just hold their own, stand their ground, and grab as many of them as possible. AD can't do it himself. And although we're talking about Van Do's Do shot and whether or not it's going to fluctuate uh, either positively or negatively, we know what history has told us so far. But he's the second best. He's the second best physical defender we have. He okay. boxes out. He boxes out. He's smart. He gets what we're trying. He gets what we're trying to do defensively. So I think that that shouldn't be understated as well. And that's why that's a significant reason why they want him in the starting lineup. Because if you look at the diff, if you look at the look at the drastic difference, Gerald, and uh, I'll, I'll 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 have uh, all of it um, tomorrow. But there is a drastic difference between the amount of offensive rebounds that the Lakers surrender with Vando on the floor than with him off the floor. It's significant. It makes a huge difference. We were the third worst team in the NBA last year on the offensive boards. The best defending team were the Bucks. They gave up, you know, less than three offensive boards than we did. That's huge. That that could be the difference between a win and a loss, Gerald. So I'm in wholehearted agreement with Joe uh, that they need to solve this problem. It's not the Maria problem. It's a rebounding problem. But it sounds like it's little things that can be worked upon, that can be shored up, that can be fixed. And I think that all of us agree that seemingly the Lakers do have a team that could contend really well for a NBA championship again this season. Uh, I know we're a lot higher on them than we were at the beginning of last season with the Westbrook saga still taking place. So, uh, Laker Nick, I will close it out with you, my friend. Uh, Your thoughts on the Lakers overall as we head into a great season here at the Lakers Fast Break. 
Uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts all season long, but it starts with you, my friend, and your final thoughts on the Lakers before we head on out, my friend. Uh, thanks, Gerald. Um, yeah, I, I'll uh, reiterate what I said on Saturday with the Lakerholics. Um, I think I'm more optimistic than Laker Tom. Um, I think that <laughs> you picked them number one in the Western Conference. I don't know if that's any more optimistic than anyone else here. Well, I'll, I'll say I picked them number two to, to give you an idea. So that's right. Yeah, no, I'm more optimistic in this sense, which is I've said before, I'll say it again. I like this roster better than the 2020 championship roster. I think that this roster is deeper. Um, there's players that could slot in and out of lineups in the event of injuries. Um, so I think that this roster has a lot going for it. And so the key for this team, uh, like I said, is going to be time management, but also hand figuring out the rotations, figuring out which players, uh, which combinations work and sticking to them. Um, hopefully we don't have a, a situation like we did a couple of years ago with Frank Vogel changing a lineup every single game. Hopefully we have some consistency and start creating chemistry from day one. And I really do think that tomorrow's game against the Denver Nuggets is a must win. It sets the tone for the season against a team that swept us uh, a few months ago. And I think it would send a loud and clear message to everybody in the league and in that locker room that the Lakers are here to make some noise. Absolutely. I think the Lakers are here to make some noise. Indeed, I couldn't agree with you more. Great thoughts from Laker Nick. Great thoughts from Magic Man Sean Grice. And great thoughts from Joe Soro. Joe, I'm going to leave the last words with you. Uh, you know, I know you are the overseer of the merchandise store, which you can get the link down below. And I believe a great way to celebrate the start of the Lakers fast break season is by getting some Lakers fast break merch. So, did you want to go ahead and uh, give everybody just a quick explanation while we're here to thoughts on, on those merch store and how well it's been doing so far, my friend? No. Okay. All right. That's a grand pitch from guy who owns his own company. Absolutely. Great way to advertise. All right. So there you go. Absolutely. Well, you have I guess the link I'll... order what you want and it'll okay. be there. And Sean Wednesday, I'll get everything ready for you. So I can get you, get you your Canada shipments. If any of you out there are international viewers, uh, contact us. We'll have to figure out an arrangement for the international shipping. Yeah, absolutely. We got, got a big Filipino contingent. We got to take care of them too. Absolutely. If you have any issues on that, please let us know or concerns on that. And you do want to order Lakers Fast Break merchandise, I will forward it over to and Joe. I am not concerned, by the way. I don't get concerned by things like this. It's a well, it's simple, our customers. Customer simple, simple solution. So okay. people out there, Gerald Glassford worries about stuff. I don't. That's the difference. All right. Lakers you have, has, you have a problem, hit us up. It's a solution that's pretty easy, uh, at least for me. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. And I'll send it all over to our customer service department slash Joe Soro right there for you. Yeah. And unlike Joe. LeVar Ball, Joe Soro will be a nice person. <laughs> Joe Soro's a nice person. <laughs> on, the e on, email, on emails, he is. Really? I can show you a couple emails in the past two weeks that have not been so nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I I'd love to see those. You did see them. You were CC'd on them. Remember his first initial response to my uh, issue on the on the site? 
Oh yes, yeah. That okay. wasn't so nice. Always, always emails. No, that was no. I, I enjoyed sending that email. I bet you did. Yes, it was at one o'clock in the morning, and I bet you enjoyed that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but at least it got to action involved in trying to make the site even better. The action was already underway. You didn't do anything. All right. Well, you could say that all you want, but you know it is. It's not saying what it's what it is. All right, fair enough. But it is the Lakers merchandise site. I'm trying to help you pitch. I don't that. need your help. You should need my help because we're doing. I don't need show. anything from you. You do need. I yes, got it, man. I got it. You got it. Okay. You I never see go, you pitch you it. I never your... hear you pitch it. I never see you pitch it. I never see you say anything about the link. So, yeah, come on. I'm the only one who says something about the link. No, I there's see, plenty uh, of there's plenty of people that show the link. Search sends out the links. Okay, Ger- Gerald. Is. What, Gerald? What? Uh, what uh, did you in this per- panel? How about that? When we have our digs, that's when we're going to be able to show it. All right, whatever. Magic man. Yeah, no, I was, I, I, well, I'm a shower. You- I'm not a talker. That's for sure, buddy. Uh huh. Go ahead, Magic uh, man. Yeah, no, Gerald. I was going to ask you since perusing the uh, the the story yourself. What have you purchased? Uh, nothing else of yet. I'm still no. Still waiting for something no, to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for the design update so I can actually got, see. Sean, Sean got you. Just admit it. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Even I could feel Nick's smile behind his logo with that one. I, right. cer- I certainly am a smiling buddy. So, uh, I, I know there are some people that we have to discuss off air who we need Order to Order the stuff. Did you get Look, one? I, no. We just to, get the international shipping going. Yeah. Shut your yap and get it going. Actually, it could get going. The thing is, I got another way to get it to you quicker. I could have had her do the international. It's just I can do it quicker. Yes, don't forget to record. Darren, you should be part of our email chain. That's all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, everybody of- get on that. That's almost as interesting as our shows. Yes. Or our playback playback.tv slash Sacred fast break. You think this is interesting. You think that wait till you hear Joe and, and Sean uncut Laker, Nick and I Laker Tom stops by. We sometimes have John. We sometimes have uh, more people, uh, you know, just great, great crew, great crowd that shows up. Aussie all the way from Australia. He shows up. A whole bunch of great people that are there. Definitely looking forward. Alan stops by as well. So, yeah, great people that are there. For FL24, even more. So, go ahead and stop on by. Tomorrow, 4.30 p.m., we'll go ahead and talk about everything going on as far as the Lakers at playback.tv. So, sacred fast break. Don't forget, if you are interested in fantasy basketball, you still can join up on the Lakers Fantasy Basketball League on Yahoo. Free of charge. Just go ahead and email me, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com free. or read. Free, yes. Free is a good price. There you go. Free. Also, I put it in you a memo. We're going right to play for fun? Yeah, well, you know, that's what we do. That's Sorry. great. Everyone wins in the end. <laughs> we all win. This is great. <laughs> and, and, and Gerald, uh, I won't spoil it for the audience, but that one theme that you've been working on, it, it may debut tomorrow, right? It may debut indeed. I just have some final touches to make on it. My daughter didn't like the footage of us, so I have to select more footage of us, better footage of us as far as it's concerned. So, yes, the, the little glimpses, uh, not the not the other thing, the little glimpses. Thing, so. I agree with your daughter. 
Yeah, so there you go. So gonna have to. Oh, nice! You, you didn't you didn't add in that commentary when we were asking for it in the email chain. Uh, she just well after you had already done that, she stopped on by and said, "Dad." Got to go ahead and change those two clips. And I'm like, all right, I'll go ahead and search for it. The thing is, you now have to look in the, you know, the attic. You have to, the archives, the whole thing as far as looking at all the hours and hours of footage to find the right thing there with us. So. Or we create cool pics. Eh, I'd rather go ahead and look through the archives. Worried about what Joe would, would pick out. No, so. no. Yes. Oh, oh, Darren. Darren, that that that's already that's already taken place. Markeith Morris uh, has a slot on the Dallas Mavericks, and you can bet your ass and everybody else's ass that he's going to check in and and face Nikola Jokic and have something to say about him because that was dirty. That yes. was dirty. What Jokic did. Can't and wait for gonna, that one. And he's going to have to pay a price for that. Oh really? yeah, there's always a receipt coming. Aren't they yep. going to suspend him for 18 games if he does something like that? Yeah, uh, Marquis, Mar- Mar- soft Mar- ass Marquis, Marquis probably doesn't care. Joe. He's at the end of his career. Yeah, he's, he's probably, got the title. He probably signed that contract. That, yeah, Gerald's right. He probably signed that deal. Said, "Look, you put me in there. I want my, I want my pound of flesh." Doesn't yeah. he share his bank account with his brother? If I'm not mistaken, yes, sir, he does. Yeah, there you go. So you can always. Markets makes brother. the money and Keith cashes the checks. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Plus, you know, he's he's got that championship ring. He he's good. Yeah. He's, he, good. he's good. He's good. He's plus got a career. Bro- plus, his brother has become a pilot now. He's, he's got a career in Europe waiting for him. So there he you does. go. But those are our thoughts on the NBA season and the Lakers season coming up. If you have thoughts, you're always welcome to go ahead and share them with us in the description below. You could do that in the video below. On Facebook, on YouTube, we do read the comments, so you're more than welcome to go ahead and put your predictions, so much more. Thank you. Big shout-out to the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break. Search and destroy the best chat room moderator that's out there. Darren, always one of our best, just most loyal Lakers Fast Break crew. Alan, great to have you here. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts tomorrow during the game. Uh, so many great faces, so many great new faces as well. If you have not yet liked a video, please go ahead and do so. It gets us in that algorithm with, with YouTube and makes us more available to people out there. So you get more and more people involved with the Lakers Fast Break. And subscribe, because if you subscribe, you're going to go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Magic Man and I are trying to plan out more shows, more content, more stuff for you more good things. Joe's trying to plan out some more great shows as well. He's got an idea. He's got the burner that he can't divulge entirely as of yet, but he's got something coming on the way as well. So definitely looking forward to it. But the only way you'll know is by subscribing today or liking us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So for Laker Nick, Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Sorrow, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Some great stuff going on because the Lakers season and the NBA season begins right here at the Lakers Festival.